It's time for recipe of the day. I hope you had an amazing Halloween and that you are ready to tackle November. You know, this is really, really holiday season time. It's intense. I know. I joked to my friend Ray the other day that from like now until mid-January, I just know I'm going to feel overwhelmed like all the time. If you are also feeling that way, I've got a really, really great dinner recipe for you. This is an easy one-pot pot. Pasta, but I think of it as like a formula. Once you know how to do this, you can swap out all kinds of things to make this really, really easy one pot pasta. You only have one pot to clean afterwards. You're really just stirring, standing and stirring in one spot. You're not frazzled. You're not running all around. It involves the carbohydrate, the protein and the vegetables. So everything is in there and it's cheesy, creamy, and delicious, so everybody loves it. You know what I mean? So I'm going to run through this recipe with you the way that I normally do, but I'm going to be stopping a little bit more often to tell you the different options, because like I said, you can treat this kind of like a formula. The key is really knowing how much pasta to use, how much liquid or sauce to use for that pasta, and then how to deal with the pasta cooking right in the sauce. And if your eyebrows just went up at that, I know it sounds not great, like the pasta's cooking in the sauce, Isn't it going to end up like stodgy or gummy or something like that? No, it turns out perfectly. I was amazed. I was worried at first too. I was amazed by it. I love this recipe and I promise you it's going to be perfect. So you start by warming a tablespoon of oil in a large pot set over medium heat. You want like the kind of pot that you would cook your spaghetti in so it's long enough for those strands to fit. Not that we're necessarily using spaghetti, but that's what I want you to be picturing. And that's wide enough on the bottom because we're going to be like sauteing vegetables and that kind of thing, right? So kind of like a pot that's like a Dutch oven kind of size, the kind of pot that is as big around as like a nice sized skillet, but then has those taller sides. You know what I mean? Okay, so you have one tablespoon oil heating in there, and then you're adding in some onion and some bell pepper, chopped one onion, one bell pepper. You can skip either of those, or you can add carrots to that, celery to that. You could add mushrooms to that. Those nice aromatic flavored vegetables are going in there, and you're cooking them until they're softened. Then you add in some garlic. The recipe says two cloves of minced garlic, but you know and I know that I'm actually going in with four cloves. And then the recipe says two teaspoons of Italian seasoning. Now, if you don't want to go with an Italian flavor profile here, that is totally fine. What you're going to be doing is using two teaspoons of seasoning total with a maximum of one teaspoon of any particular kind. And then you can choose from the following oregano, basil, sage, thyme, rosemary, chili powder, paprika dill, parsley, lemon pepper, crushed red pepper flakes would be max half a teaspoon. You could do two teaspoons taco seasoning, two teaspoons fajita seasoning, two teaspoons Cajun seasoning, any of those blends. Just note that if they contain salt, you're going to put less salt. The recipe calls for one teaspoon. So you won't put salt probably at all. Taste your mixture later after you've added everything and see if it needs salt at the end. You're also adding in a half a teaspoon of black pepper, regardless of what other seasoning blends you added, except if that blend was a spicier one, then you would want to skip that pepper, right? So you added in the garlic and two teaspoons of whatever seasoning you're using, and you cook and stir that for 30 seconds. 
then you're adding three cups of chicken stock, or you could use vegetable stock or beef stock. You could use water, but I do think you need the flavor here. So I would be more likely to say go with like some bouillon or something if you don't want to actually use like store-bought stock or if you don't have homemade stock. I never have homemade stock. So you can use the bouillon or you can go with our previous sponsor, Zoop's Culinary Concentrate or anything like that to make up three cups of liquid. You're also adding a cup of heavy cream and a can of diced tomatoes, a 14.5 ounce can. You're using the tomatoes and their juice. Now about that heavy cream, I have tried this with some other things, but really because this is going to be simmering and boiling and there's the acidity from the tomatoes in there, pretty much everything else that I've tried has curdled. So if you don't want to use heavy cream, I totally get it. Just use an extra cup of stock and that will be the best bet. Don't try to substitute substitute some other dairy in there. Okay, so to recap, in our pot, we had some oil, some onion, and some other aromatic vegetables like bell pepper, carrot, celery, mushrooms. And then we added in some seasonings and a little bit of garlic or a lot of garlic. Some salt and pepper was in there also. And then the three cups of stock, one cup of cream, and a can of diced tomatoes with their juice. So that's all in there. You give that a stir, and then you bring it up to a nice hard simmer to a boil over high heat. And then you stir in your pasta. 12 ounces of dried pasta. The recipe calls for penne, but any sort of pasta shape, the shells, the macaroni, the rigatoni, that's going to work in here. Also, spaghetti, linguine, those will work, but I break them into pieces first. And that's just to get them fully submerged right off the bat because we want all that pasta in the liquid. Now, I said 12 ounces, but I know that quite often pasta is sold in 14 or 16 ounce boxes. I have done this with larger amounts with the 14 and the 16. It works fine. You just end up having to add some more liquid, which can happen with this recipe anyways, because just different amounts of evaporation could be happening. Some pastas absorb more than others. So what I recommend that you do is put on a kettle of water to boil right when you're starting this recipe and No matter what amount of pasta you're using, if towards the end things are looking a little bit dry, you can always drizzle in some of that hot water and that's going to help. So you're stirring in that pasta, 12 ounces, 14 ounces, or the full pound of 16 ounces of pasta, and you stir that in and you bring that up to a boil over high heat, and then you reduce it down to low and you keep stirring it fairly often, especially making sure that nothing is burning on the bottom until the pasta has soaked up a lot of the liquid and it's nice and soft and tender, the pasta. It's going to take 13 to 15 minutes, depending on the kind of pasta. If it does seem to be too dry, there's like no liquid left in there, it's hard to stir the pasta then add in some of that hot water. If you wanted to, you could do stock instead. Room temperature or cold is fine. You're just going to have to turn the heat up and get it back to a nice simmer again because that's going to drop the temperature down a little bit. And then once it's simmering, reduce it down to low and keep stirring and cooking. Once the pasta is cooked, you can stir in a fully cooked protein. So the recipe calls for sliced fully cooked sausage. I like to go with those like, I think it's like Adele brand or El Fresco. They're these fully cooked turkey sausages with like feta and spinach and those kinds of flavors in there. I wouldn't do like a sweet chicken breakfast sausage kind of flavor or apple or anything like that. Something more with an Italian profile or herby kind of profile that goes in there. You can do ham, you could do cooked bacon, you can do cooked chicken, you can do canned beans drained, whatever it is you're doing, cut it into bite-sized or smaller pieces and stir it in. It's going to heat up from the heat in the pot. Now, if you did want to start with raw chicken, 
you could have done that. You can cook the chicken in the same pot as the pasta before you started what I talked about today. So before you add the onion and cook it in the oil at the very beginning, you can cook your chicken in that pot. Then you only have one pot to wash in the end. If you don't care about whether you have more than one pot or pan at the end, you can of course be cooking the chicken in a different pan while the pasta is cooking. I often just get out like a nonstick skillet and cut up my chicken into little pieces and put it in there and let it cook. And then once it's done, transfer to a plate. It's fine. And as soon as you are ready, you stir it into your cooked pasta. And then it is time to fold in the cheese. The recipe calls for one and a half cups of shredded mozzarella, but you can use whatever you want to play with different flavor profiles. So for instance, you could have used some ground beef as the protein, cooked some ground beef at the beginning before you did anything else, pulled it out of the pan and then cooked your pasta in there. And then you can go in with like a Mexican cheese mix here. That's one idea. Bacon and Swiss would be really nice if you had some mushrooms, maybe. You could do like extra bell peppers and like steak strips and then make it sort of like a riff on like a Philly cheesesteak kind of sandwich. You see what I mean? So you can play with any flavor. You can play, of course, with those seasoning blends. If you've got the Cajun seasoning, then you might want to do like andouille sausage. You see, you could take this in any direction you want. The cheese is one of the flavors that you can play with. Once that cheese has melted in, you are essentially done. But I often like to top this pasta with different toppings. So for instance, if I was going in that like taco direction I was talking about, taco seasoning, ground beef, Mexican mixed cheese, then maybe some chopped green onions and some chopped tomatoes or avocado. If you were doing something a little bit more Italian, you could do some fresh basil, some toasted panko breadcrumbs. If you go with more like Greek flavors, maybe you squeeze a little bit of lemon juice over top at the end, feta cheese crumbled on there, oregano as the seasoning, some sliced black olives on top to finish it off. So you see, you can take this any direction. You just need to really learn. This is what it all comes down to. You've got your aromatic vegetables, your seasoning, and then it's three cups of broth, one cup of cream, one can of tomatoes, 12 to 16 ounces of pasta, stir, 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 and then add in some cheese, go in with some toppings to garnish. That is it. It's very easy to remember. I don't even open the recipe anymore when I'm making this. I make it all the time. And I'll just say, I actually taught this recipe to my 15-year-old, my son oh, a couple years ago though when he was 13 and he did a taco version and my thinking behind him learning this formula is that this is the perfect thing for him to be able to make when he goes away to college a little apartment kitchen that kind of thing and you can make a big pot of this pasta it'll feed you for a whole week and then you can change it when you want to change it so you don't get bored of it you know what I mean oh this turned into a long episode I just glanced up and saw that we are almost at the 11 minute mark they don't usually go that long apologies. I guess I have more to say about this recipe than I realized. I will put the link to the recipe in the show notes for the podcast episode, or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there, or join our Facebook group. I post the link every single morning, so you always know what the recipe of the day is. You can find it. You can ask questions, share pictures if you make the dish. I would love to see. To get there, go to cookthestory.com slash group, and it magically takes you there. Click join, and I cannot wait to see you in that group. I'm Christine Pittman from cookthestory.com, thecookful.com, the all-new chicken cookbook, and from this podcast recipe of the day. I hope you have a great day. Let's get cooking. 